Okay, I believe we are live. Test one, test two. Test one, test two. All right. Well, as tradition will dictate, we can't bushwhack without a little jingle. Little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bushwhacking. Where we bushwhack. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And welcome to season two. Season two! (laughs) (laughs) We are so happy that you are joining us. You stayed with us. You haven't forgot us. We definitely haven't forgotten you. We Um, took a little break for the holidays. A little sabbatical. We wanted to analyze how our first few episodes went. And just like The Office or Seinfeld or any good sitcom, the first season is always short. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, well, Parks and Rec. Yeah. The first season's awful. There's like six episodes. <laughs> but And then you get into, you just skip the first season and you go to the second season and it's much, much better. <laughs> so here's the hoping it's better. Um, we are very grateful for you all listening to us and... This bushwhack, we are kind of diving in straight into the new year. And the first thought that came to our mind was New Year's resolutions. And we want to talk a little bit about what resolutions are and bushwhack that. I don't think it's so, it's not, it's kind of generic, but I don't think we ever really talked about New Year's resolutions before. Right. And that's sort of the point of this show is... Talking about things that we've never talked about before. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see here. So I'll, I'll just start us off with a, a little question. Yeah. Um, what has been the most successful resolution that you've ever done? Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, interesting enough, um, the most successful resolution I've ever made I would probably say had to deal with meeting my wife. Oh. So, but here's here's the thing. Here's the deal. Is that the goal to meet my wife didn't really come, like, until, like, mid-year of 2018. But it was directly tied with the end of the year. So, call it a New Year's resolution or not, it's up to you. But that's something I want to get to is, like, we talk about resolutions at the beginning of the year, but we never talk about resolutions at the end of the year. And so... All right. Anytime that you resolve to do something, you could say that's a resolution. Right. Um, and so it wasn't like I decided I have to meet my wife by the end of the year. It was actually... I won't go into too much detail. <laughs> what? Please, please do. Tell the story. <laughs> so dating sucks, man. <laughs> Dating sucks, and 2018 was, like, the most boomerang year of my life. Um, College was horrible, school was horrible, and dating was, like, at a high, and then extreme low, and then literally in the 12th hour, it was saved. And so what happened is that, long story short, 
This was actually my 25th birthday, and I went on a, I went on a bushwhacking trip. I went backpacking by myself. Didn't know where I was. Gonna, I didn't know where I was gonna go sleep. I just started to climb a mountain, and this was in good old Mapleton, a whiting campground. Good old whiting. Yeah, and so I took my backpack and I took everything I needed: water. I took a soda and some freeze dry food. But I and I took a hammock, no tent. I just went out, and my whole goal was to go be by myself and camp by myself because I've never done that before. And I told everybody where I was going to be just in case there was an emergency, you know, because I believe I believe in that. I'm okay going and doing dangerous things, but at least at least let people know if you're going like where you are so that you're going to be safe, right? Or at least found, you know. <laughs> Yeah, if you're so gonna weird. die, give your family the decency of at least finding the body, you know. Yeah. But and so on this trip, it wasn't a find myself. And if you know me, I'm not like a I need to find myself kind of person. And I kind of don't believe in that philosophy so much. Yeah. And so when I describe the trip, it may sound like oh, you're trying to like discover yourself. It's like no, I was trying to evaluate myself more i was trying to like put myself in uh like an inventory so to speak yeah you weren't doing like a, a walkabout spiritual journey <laughs> i would you go on a walkabout no <laughs> no i i went on okay how do i feel about my life and i was camping and i remember going to bed that night and i was pretty scared because there are all these cattle up there and in the morning or the afternoon when I first got there, it wasn't scary because you hear them going through the trees and you look and there's a cow, you know. At night, it was freaking horrifying because I'm in my hammock and then I hear rustling all around me <laughs> and I don't know what it is. But I, I, I knew that they were, it had to be the cattle, but it still freaked me out. And so I just put my headphones in and listened to music. The next morning, I digress, I'm, I apologize. The next morning... I was kind of thinking about my situation in life. I was 25 at the time, and I was like, man, something's got to change. And I kind of had a moment where I decided the way I was living life would either have to change drastically or I was going to give it one more try to live the way I was living. Because, and that had to do a lot spiritually as well as how I was doing things socially trying to fit into the society that I was living in and trying to stay spiritually connected. But I kind of felt like, you know what? I don't feel like these are, things are working for me, but I'm going to give it one last try for the next six months. And if something doesn't happen drastically in my life to change it, then I'm going to, I'm going to change. And I don't know if that change would have been for the better or for the, or for worse. I just knew I wanted to change. So that was my resolution in a way of like sticking to it. And if it works, then it works mm. my lifestyle. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to make a change. That's interesting. Cause it's usually like a little bit of the opposite. Like you resolve to change and, but you sort of resolve to not change. <laughs> well, it, yeah, because the way I was living life of going to school and of working hard and like trying to stay responsible and in the spiritual community that we grew up in, we're basically, you know, promised that if we do what we are told, that we will have a successful life, you know? Right. And I still believe that to this day. 
because of what I tried, you know. And so I wasn't going to change just because it didn't work because I wanted to make sure that, okay, if this is if this is user error, I got to make sure of that because that I want to make sure that it was going to work. So I put in my full effort, you know. And so things started to change. I got a new apartment. I got um, a new job and I had a change of friends. And so those things changed and it helped, but it did like my life wasn't like on the path I wanted to. Right. And so it still was pretty tough for those last six months. And then long story short, because I want to save this one for a different bushwhack, but I met my wife at a New Year's Eve party. The full details of it are amazing, but I'm not going to share it in this bushwhack. But in another bushwhack, I will share it. You know the story, but our audience, this story is awesome. But I met her at a New Year's Eve party, literally within like, at like 1130. And I knew that I met somebody pretty special. At least somebody that I wanted to pursue. Right. Um, at the time, I was like, yeah, this that was great. Like, that was great meeting her. I'll ask her on a date. And that's kind of how I was. It's like, if I knew somebody, I would ask him out, out on a date. And it was usually ice cream. And it was like a 30-minute date. And so, the new year came. I realized that, okay, the end of the year has come. Well, there may be something with this girl. So, let's keep trying. And so... Went on dates with her, and then I it just kind of snowballed from there for both of us. It was pretty incredible. And we got married in August of 2019. Woo. Yeah. And um, I'll dare say that's the most successful resolution of them all. It was pretty it was pretty close. But with that being said, I can't recall a resolution that I made in January oh, yeah. and looked back on in December and said I completed that. Yeah, And so that was my question to you is kind of the same that you asked me. Have you had, not just what was the most successful, but have you had a successful (laughs) resolution? And did you reflect on it at the end of the year? The the short answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) But the the longer answer is um, the only times I've been successful is when it wasn't a year long. I've never had a January to December successful thing okay gotcha um me and my family do this uh monthly thing where we we break it up into months with different resolutions within the month and that's where i've seen the most success so i remember one time january was exercise like the classic resolution okay this sounds so familiar keep going yes i do remember this yeah so January, I, I had the mental determination and stick to itiveness to last a month. I do remember this. Right. I do remember this. <laughs> and I, I was able to successfully uh, meet my goal. I had a goal of running a, a 5K in under 20 minutes. Nice. And I, I did it, you know, in the, a couple of the last days of January after running like every day for a long time. Cool. Um, but then February, I didn't run very much. <laughs> um, but I think that was really successful for me because it helped build more of a foundation mm-hmm. of health that I could carry with me throughout the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Nice. Two questions come to mind with that. Did you set any personal goals 
that were not influenced by anybody, but were conceived in your mind that you wrote down on paper or or iPhone app, whatever, what have you, and then completed it, whether um, that year or a different year. Well, I'm actually pretty proud of myself right now, a, a current one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned it earlier, but I have this YouTube contract. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I, I'm sort of uh, the kind of person that gets sucked in and <laughs> down the rabbit hole. I'll, I'll uh, be sucked in by a, you know, I have to go on YouTube to learn about how to fix my sink or my dishwasher or something. Mm-hmm. And then I see a fun engineering video. It's like, oh, that's educational and productive. I'll, I'll learn how to build an x-ray machine in my garage. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's and see then, them. <laughs> and then it sort of peters out into engineering videos that are just silly, you know, like elephant toothpaste or... <laughs> and pretty quickly, I'm in the dark YouTube. <laughs> where, <it's, laughs> uh, where there's little puppets running around <laughs> speaking Spanish and... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I'm so deep into the dark part of YouTube that my entire <laughs> feed is just... And it's like, you know it's a, you're in deep, dark YouTube territory when the captions are, like, in a different font. <laughs> and the picture is, like, this low-quality version from, like, a cartoon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been there, for so, sure. And then, all of a sudden, I've wasted three hours... And I'm sitting on the toilet and my legs are asleep. And <laughs> I, I, I I think to myself, what am I doing with my life? Oh my gosh, those that, videos are the worst. That, and then you can't get off the toilet because if you stand up, you f- fall immediately down because both of your legs are asleep. <laughs> not just one of them. <laughs> you can't have your, your pants are down. It's the lowest a man can be. <laughs> it's the lowest I feel like anybody can be. And yet... Or they're constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but not me anymore. Because I, I made a, a contract that said I, I can only watch YouTube if, like, someone, like, points a phone in my face and actually, like, shows me a video. Or it's like, I have to watch it for a school project. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's I have conditions in my contract. And if I break my contract, I have to donate $100 to charity. Dang. Um, and I haven't donated that $100 to charity. Well, so. what a guy. Not donating <laughs> to charity. I'm I, proud of you. I donate other things to charity. But there's a $100 that is close to my heart because I haven't donated it to charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel resolved that that's going to continue. Like, I'm not going to... I don't. I'm, I feel scared breaking the contract, so I, I don't think I'm going to break the contract. Oh, good. Well, I don't. I don't think that you will break it at all. I do have the other question I had with it. Oh no! So with New Year's resolutions, there is a phrase that I know you're familiar with, and I want to know what your take is on on it. First impressions or first thoughts on the phrase. New year, new me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually sort of like it. Why? So I just read a book about habits. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And one of the discussion points he had in the book was this study where people that smoked, they, they studied two groups of people, uh, a group of people that whenever someone would offer them a cigarette, they would say, no, I am trying to quit. And another group of people that said, no, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. And they're um, smokers already, right? Yeah, or... they, they, they have a habit. They're addicted to cigarettes. Um, but the two groups, one that said, I, I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. And the other group that said, I'm, I'm trying to quit. Mm-hmm. I am two weeks sober from cigarettes. I don't know if that's even the right terminology for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, sober. But, yeah. Um, and the, or clean, the, sober, clean, whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the group that uh, had the belief in themselves that they were not smokers and that responded with, I don't smoke, were a lot more successful mm-hmm. and in retaining their uh, resolve. Yeah. Uh, so I think New Year, New Me, if you can somehow get it into your brain that you are the person that you're trying to be and not just someone that's trying to be that way, Mm -hmm. I I think that's a lot more successful. I do agree with that for the most part because, but I think you have to be, I think you have to be careful of like what that saying is because there is psychology that confirms that positive enforcement with that saying is instead of writing out a goal of like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year if you wrote the goal, I make $100,000 a year and put it as like a vision for yourself, it makes it that much more powerful and effective. Um, so, yes, I do agree with that. However, <laughs> you can't just say, oh, I'm a millionaire. I right. just lost a million dollars somewhere along the way. <laughs> you know, like I spent it all on food or whatever. Like you got to be careful with that. But it's interesting because. I do agree with that, and I don't agree with that mindset, but 80% I agree with it. So a fair amount of me agrees with it because we got to put it in the right mindset, I feel like. Yeah. Because if you're viewing it in a mindset of, like, this is my vision, when I see myself in the future, I am not a smoker. I am making 100 grand a year, or I am fit, or I am happy, you know? I think that's extremely effective. But my biggest problem with the phrase new year, new me is one people don't change at the stroke of 12. We aren't freaking (laughs) Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes people do feel that way. And when they realize that after making a mistake, they collapse. And by they, I mean like me, because I've done that before, you know, where I've set these goals of like, okay, this year I'm not going to do this specific thing, or I'm always going to do this thing. And then you mess up once and some people can roll it off their shoulders and do it the next day, even though they didn't that day. Some people like me, sometimes if you're a perfectionist, struggle so much because we're a perfectionist. To put this into perspective, I'm the kind of guy that will restart an entire campaign on a video game if i forgot to do something that i wanted to Hmm. i once played halo and i accidentally killed one marine with like a stray grenade or something like that and i was like on level five (laughs) and i restarted the whole thing because i was like no it can't happen (laughs) 
<laughs> it never happened. <laughs> I, it never happened. And I restart the whole campaign. That's how ludicrous my thinking is sometimes. Yeah. But um, when it comes to like real life things, you can't reset, you know? Right. Well, and so I think that's sort of why there's, there's a pushback on goals recently that I've been hearing about where people don't like goals anymore mm. because a goal just sets you up for failure. Mm. Um, but having a, like a theme or um, a focus mm-hmm. or a vision, um, these things don't necessarily set you up for failure in the same way. So if you, if you believe that you're not a smoker and then you relapse, you're, you're just someone that is not a smoker, but took an occasional smoke. You're not a person trying to quit smoking, but failed. Mm-hmm. If, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Or maybe a simpler, um, I'm sort of a messy person sometimes. <laughs> uh, so if I believe myself a neat person that occasionally makes messes, that's a lot better than a messy person trying to be a neat person and then I relapse and I make a mess and I don't clean it up. <laughs> now we've just turned every habit in existence into an addiction by using the word like re- I relapsed. You know? <laughs> I forgot the dishes. <laughs> um, I think, I feel like there's a balance you got to have, you know? Yeah. Because you do need to be successful and to be successful, you do, I feel like you need to have a goal, a direction, you know? And when you don't have a specific direction, sometimes it's tough to not only gauge success, but to like truly find it. And with the new year's resolution, I feel like the success is keeping with the resolution, you know? And so my kind of belief on new year's resolution and I know we're kind of all over the place, but like if you were to ask me, like, do they work? I would say, well, it depends if we work, yeah. you know, like, do we work for the resolution? And there's simp- there's ways to do it, I think. And what's the, is it the smart, specific, measurable, yeah. attainable, reasonable, and time-oriented? Yeah. Smart goals. And I feel like that has a lot to do with it. And so I feel like it depends on the person. And so I think they're a good thing. And not just... New Year's resolutions, but just goals in general. But we got to be careful of like the weight that's on them. At least with a New Year's resolution, if you don't do it, you have next year to retry, which is a double-edged sword. But some people I think do put a lot of weight on their goals, which is why people don't like even facing the possibility of failure on any scale. Right. Like on a big scale of like getting an F in school or on a small scale of like, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. But I went five days a week, but I didn't go on Saturday, you know? Failure. Failure. Rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah, and so that's a tough that's a tough balance because if you live without goals, and there's goals all over the place, I feel like. If you lived a life without goals, you would be pretty aimless. And some people like that kind of lifestyle. I don't because I'm a dreamer. Yeah. And I'm like literally... What's uh, I'm a, a what's the test you had me take for please understand me? Oh, like the, the IMBT. Yeah. And so I'm an idealist, but the curse with being an idealist with dreams is that you always have to have a dream. And I realized <laughs> something. I realized something is that once that dream is realized, all of a sudden there's chaos because there's no more dream. 
And it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because I realized this after I married Shelby. Oh, yeah. It was really weird because a lot of my time and worries in life had to do with dating. And all of a sudden they were gone. And at first it was bliss. After a while, I realized that I wasn't thinking as much. And my whole 25 years before that were all about thinking and obtaining this goal. And I had to fill the void with something else. And the void, it was kind of filled with my my dream of like becoming a pilot, you know? Right. And But it's interesting because now I'm at the bottom again. And as I'm trying to obtain this goal, every step forward and every fall down hurts so much. And it, it's almost like my new like my new dream girl. And it's tough because when you have that dream, especially if it's a lofty one or one that's going to take time, like over the span of years, it's tough. And so I definitely get the appeal of like not wanting to have a goal because when you don't have a goal, you don't have to face the disappointment. But I don't know. That was just kind of my tangent of how can you... Uh, complete your goal when your goal is to have a goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of just have to break your mind into two pieces, almost, where part of your brain is focused on the goal and the other part of your brain doesn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, when your missteps happen and they will happen, you're not crippled. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, I think, I was thinking about this there's no power in goals. Elaborate. Uh, so I think I know what you mean, but elaborate. Because um, everyone... So, for example, if your goal is to win the FIFA World Cup, mm-hmm. and, and you're a, a team, right? Every team, every single soccer team, has the goal of winning the FIFA <laughs> World Cup. Right. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And yet there's only one that wins the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And so it, if all of these separate people have the same goal, but only one succeeds, that proves that the goal isn't the power thing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. If the power was within the goal itself, then you wouldn't have, you would, they would all win. Okay. Okay. So you, <laughs> you just, know brought, I mean? yeah, you just brought up a very, very interesting point. So, if your goal is to make $100,000, there's millions of people, billions of people that have that same goal. Mm-hmm. And yet, because just having that goal doesn't get you there. Right. So, then, wise fish. <laughs> wise fish. That's wise, my, wise fish. My native name. <laughs> Where does the power lie, oh, wise fish? I would say plans. Plans. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, if you, if you, you can have a goal or a resolution of meditating every day, Mm -hmm. that's great. But if you have a plan and you say, I will meditate at this time before breakfast. And if I can't do it at that time, then I'm going to do it at this time. And you have all sorts of these contingencies. Mm -hmm. I think that person is a lot more going to have a lot more success than the person that just has the goal of yeah. meditating. Every yeah. Because all of a sudden you're, I think it's especially even more effective when that plan is written down. Right. Or like somewhere where you can see it or be reminded of it. Because all of a sudden it makes it real. You just took your plan, your goal, and you literally put a, 
sign in the road saying, go this way, this way towards your goal. Yeah. And I do believe in the power of plans. And I had a boss. He was actually my mission president. He was from the Dominican Republic. And he talked about like, you have your, you have your goal, you have your vision, and then you have your plans. And your vision is like the far off distant, who you want to be, or kind of the end goal, you know? It doesn't have to be the end, but it's usually something that takes a long, long time. Like building a house from the ground up. It's really hard to have that goal. Like, I'm going to build a house and then go to the lot. And then your goal is still to build a house, but it's like, well, what do I do? Well, you got to dig the foundation, lay the foundation. Da, 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 but that takes time. So I agree with that of like having a plan. That's where the power lies, huh? I like that. Well, I, and actually I'm thinking about it. And I would even go a step further and say... The, plan, the power is in the processes yeah. that you set in place. Uh, so you have a, a plan to meditate in the morning. Mm-hmm. The process is you set an alarm on your phone and you, you lay out a mat mm-hmm. the night before. Okay, I have a question for you. And I didn't mean to go all Marty Ro- or... Tony Robbins on everybody. <laughs> Marty, Marty Robbins. <laughs> Tony Robbins. I didn't mean to go on. Well, Tony Robbins, and I know we're specifically talking about New Year's resolutions, but they're basically the same thing with goals and visions. My question to you is, how do we become more accountable with goals? Because goals usually are personal. You can make a goal with somebody else. Like if you make a goal with your wife, that's pretty nice because then you're both accountable, you know? Yeah. Or if you make a goal concerning another person, you know, like, oh, honey, okay, I'm going to mow the lawn, like, on Saturday. Yeah. You have accountability because Saturday comes and they ask, did you mow the lawn? And the answer is yes or no. And then you get to see their happiness or their contentment or their disappointment. But when you're dealing with a personal goal, I've noticed for me at least, and I'm sure a lot of other people that will listen to this bushwhack, they will fail at a goal. Or even succeed at a goal. And maybe the impact isn't as big. You know, like, ah, whatever. Yeah. So how how does one be accountable? How, I don't know. How do you feel like it's... How do you become more accountable with yourself? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the, uh, the gist of it is if you keep it with yourself, then it, it dies with yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have... You, so you have to branch out to other people. Like my, my YouTube contract, I have Michaela's signature on it right. as well. So she she's contractually obliged to uh, <laughs> keep me accountable. Uh, <laughs> Got her. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, I, I read this thing about gyms. And, of course, like Michaela goes to the gym. I don't go to the gym because I, I don't like paying money where I would just run on the treadmill anyways. Mm-hmm. But she went to the gym just barely, and there was a million people. It's just crawling with people, mm-hmm. uh, of course, because of New Year's resolutions. Right. And the statistics are so funny where people drop off in the in February. Um, so quickly. So quickly. Uh, but they found if you get people into group classes... Uh, like group fitness classes, Pilates or mm-hmm. whatever, Soul Cycle, <laughs> <laughs> that they are retained a lot further. Hmm. Interesting. So there's a social aspect to it. Gotcha. So 
it sounds like the answer to how do we become more accountable with ourselves is involve somebody else. I like that. I mean, it's tough, though, because especially if the goal is concerning yourself. But I guess with working out, it's not like you're telling everybody in your Pilates class, like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. You need to bring me here. It's more like it's I think it's a little more complex and um, I guess even fragile than that, because I remember when I when I was in ROTC, there are plenty of days where I did not want to wake up in the morning because we had to wake up at like 515 to That's get, early to get up to get everything ready so that and I woke up that early most of us did so that we were at the gym before six o'clock and a lot of us had to set everything up the first few weeks were really rough but I knew that there were some people that were counting on me being there which was really interesting because I am not a physical guy like I'll work out and I can do pretty good but that's not where my strength is but it was interesting because, long story, th- there's a guy that, that was pretty fit, and it was one of our first workouts. And we're running up the steps of Brigham Young University. <laughs> if you know the steps that, oh my gosh, by the Smithfield House, it's like the stairs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count. It feels like you're like, climbing up a mountain. Are we but, talking about 50? No. We're talking hundreds. Whoa. And doing that multiple times, up and down, right? But there was this kid that was next to me who was far thinner, far more, like, looked like he was far more fit than I was. And he looked over at me while we were running up, and he said, I don't think I can go any longer. And I was exhausted, but I still felt like I had some stuff in the tank. And that was very interesting to me because it's like, well, I still feel like I have some in the tank. And so I was encouraging him, no, we got to keep going, we got to keep going. And so my goal Actually, it was not really a goal. It was more of a requirement that I had to lose about 15 pounds before I could get my uniform. And so, you know, I was going every day and I was cutting back on what I was eating. But a big reason why I kept going every morning was, I don't know if it was the main reason, was greatly enhanced because I went every morning because I knew somebody was counting on me being there. Whether it was because of my responsibility or whether because my presence helped them. And so I think that's true is that Involving other people greatly helps, but I also think it it stinks if you have a personal goal that's like truly personal. And I think that takes a lot of motivation and discipline if you have a goal that's like about your personality or about being nicer to somebody. Because I think those goals are good, especially if you're like truly trying to become somebody better. Those kind of nuanced personality things that you're trying to improve are super hard to measure. Right. And it's not, it, you can ask like somebody that's close to you, like, how am I doing? But sometimes it's not being nice for somebody. Sometimes their goal is, I want to be more patient or I want to be more at peace, yeah. you know? And something like that is like completely how, on a personal level. How at peace am I, Jack? Dude, you are like the most Zen person I know. And you don't even like do that stuff. <laughs> You're just always so chill about everything and. And me, you know, I feel like my skin is being peeled back and that everybody can see my emotions, you know, <laughs> at all times. But this has been an interesting bushwhack because it's been more on the philosophical side. Yeah. And, uh, but, okay, to kind of... Well, the- let me... Uh, I, w- I was thinking of maybe some unique 
resolutions uh, that might enrich your life but aren't exercise every day. <laughs> okay. Or because I, I mean I I looked online and like eighty percent of resolutions that are made are about fitness or health. Right. You know, but I, I was thinking there's lots of them that you could do that would be fun and easy and would enrich your life. I think mm-hmm. like taking a photo every day or focusing on sleep, making sleep a priority, mm-hmm. uh, learning origami <laughs> and, and folding something every day, purchasing artwork from a real human. Not, I kind of like that one. Yeah. Cause you always want to like support artists and things. <laughs> yeah. Just unless you're George Costanza and you're buying the triangles. <laughs> <laughs> Put me down for $1,400 worth of art. (laughs) (laughs) $1,400. I like those. Um, What else? Yeah, let me see. Listening to a song every day. Uh, Watching the sunset every day. Ooh. For how long? Like a whole year or like a week? However, we've discussed in this bushwhack how you you gotta let go. Gotcha. (laughs) Watch a sunset. Watch a, watch a sunset once a week, every day, whatever whatever floats your boat. There is something uh, very awesome about watching a sunset. And I'm talking about not just like looking at the pretty colors that happen for like, you know, not like a 10 second glance, but there really is something special about like watching a sunset all the way through from the moment it's the sun starts to go over the horizon to the very second that it disappears. There's just something really cool about that. Yeah. And I think... Uh, there's amount an amount of preparation that goes into that too. Oh yeah, where you have to you know get clothes on, and if you want a better view, you have to go to a hill or even a mountain if you're so inclined. Yeah, um, we we did that once. I remember we hiked up uh, a little bit on Maple Mountain to watch a sunset just yeah. above our house, and it's it's almost like a. A ritual, mm-hmm. uh, a cleansing ritual of yeah. some sort, um, that I think a lot of people would benefit from. That's pretty easy to, yeah, but isn't run every day. <laughs> I like that. Sim- simple goals. Yeah. Oh, wise fish. Simple goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wise jackfish. <laughs> so, okay, what resolution do you have for this year? Don't you don't have to share all of them, but I want to hear one. Yeah, uh, this can be for yourself or with. Whatever, like I want to hear what you thought of for yourself. Yeah, you know, I I want to uh, rediscover music. Okay, how? Um, you know, I sort of get lost in all the podcasts and audiobooks and and things. I, I am on the last book of The Wheel of Time, <laughs> <laughs> which, if anyone knows, is a 14-long book series that's totally surrounded my life for the the last three years and i haven't had time for music you know oh dang so i want to sort of rediscover my love of music and listen to an album all the way through you know i think i think that would help me in my life i don't know what about what about you so interesting note about that is actually i'm kind of the opposite is that I listen to? I feel like I listen to too much music. Like when I'm driving, or uh, when I got spare time, I feel like I listen to too much music. 
And so I've actually been trying to listen to more podcasts <laughs> and trying to like learn more. My wife really loves these story podcasts of like these, like we listened to one when we were driving to our family um, in Mississippi and it was about catfishing. It was pretty cool, but I have a really hard time with them. One, because like it makes me sad at the end of the day. Cause like there are horrible people out there. Yeah. I like listening to podcasts that are like informative or kind of bring to light a new opinion, but kind of in an informal Kind of like this. I like kind of like bushwhacking. Kind of like bushwhacking, <laughs> except most of our opinions are just about weird things, like what if food only came in one form? Which uh, we're going to talk about food this year for sure. Oh yeah. So I'll share two because my first one is um, I want to still bushwhack by the end of the year. Yeah. I still by December of 2022. I I want to reflect on this podcast episode and be like, wow, we're still here. And I want to be the freaking Spooky King. So everybody listening needs to freaking <laughs> vote for the Spooky King. <laughs> if you don't think you can get your spook on in January, you're wrong. And you all need to listen to that because I'm pretty sure we're tied and each one has one vote. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jack? I I concede. Don't. No, no, you don't. I no, don't. you don't. I don't. No, you don't because I'm pretty sure the poll lasts until like July or something. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll discuss this on Do not concede to uh, me. Summerween. I say it's over when it's over. We'll, we'll do a Summerween episode. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good idea. Summerween. Um, let's see here. I'm looking... Actually, one of my other goals was to have a first rough draft of my book. Hey, that's yeah. a good one. And you know this more than anybody. I've been talking and plotting and delaying this book for so long and I was I learned something because I'm so I'm going back to school and in one of my classes in advanced writing we learned that the key to writing is to write which sounds so stupid but they were talking about like don't think about it just write right and so that's my goal is like with writing my book of writing a, a rough draft because then at least I'll have something and I'm not putting a huge pressure because this book is like my baby you know, yeah. I've made stories before, but the book I'm talking about is my baby. I remember in my, we were both sitting in my room. You were like 15. <laughs> <laughs> and you told me the, the story of the airplane crashing into the junior high school. Mm-hmm. Near the junior high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's literally been holy decades. God. It's been almost it's been almost 14 years and i've thought about this book ever since i was a little kid like i've always been about stories so but i haven't i haven't started to write it because i've been scared of like messing up the story because i i have all the good parts of my head but just like life it's like you have all these great goals it's just figuring out what connects them all that's scary yeah because it could be years it could be very quick it could be the most boring thing ever but and I gotta okay. finish it. Yeah, you know it, it. Sort of reminds me. Do you know Beeple, the artist? I don't think so. He, he's uh, a new artist that's sort of making waves in the art community right now because he does digital art, but he also sells NFTs, and which is sort of a you know a hot topic right now with cryptocurrency and things. Okay. But um, he he started this project where he would make a piece of digital art once a day. And he started in like 2007. And I looked at 
some of these old ones and they're just awful. They're like, you know, sketches of faces and uh-huh. <laughs> they're weird and caricature and, but through the years, he's, his stuff now is really detailed and artful. Mm-hmm. Um, so just pumping out all that crap, <laughs> he, he was able to hone his skills and he sold his artwork, a compilation of everything for $69 million. Jeez. So, you know, there, there's something to be said about just putting stuff out there. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting how I also learned in like one of my classes that it's not enough just to put the effort, but at the same time, like, cause you got to learn from what you're, you, you got to learn from your mistakes, truly learn, you know? Yeah. But like, it's, it's better to do something and to fail than to like, think you have to do something perfectly, you know? Yeah. And so with that, let's keep bushwhacking. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's do it. Um, and then our final episode, let's, let's just do a quick recap. Yeah. Of, of this episode and see how we did. Yeah. Now this bushwhack and all bushwhacks, uh, conversations are to be, not dictated by our audience, but we want them heavily involved. And we're thinking of ways to get people involved. If you have any ways of like, hey, this is how we can get people involved in our bushwhack, let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think about this podcast. Let us know if there's anything you want us to bushwhack. And we're talking anything. We've talked about (laughs) grounded subjects like this. We've talked about creative subjects like making a spooky story. And we've talked about whether or not humans would have three of everything. (laughs) There's nothing... There's nothing that is off the table. Um, so please comment, subscribe, and share. We want to grow this bushwhack. <laughs> we want to grow this podcast. So please, let's bushwhack together. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And you have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.